million mass vaccination centers opened here in England today, increasing optimism that the target of vaccinating the 15 million most vulnerable people by mid-February will be met. Vaccinations are now happening four times faster than new COVID cases are being diagnosed, but another COVID patients hospitalized here every 10 seconds and 10 hospital systems now say they have no spare critical care beds. The country is paying tribute to a founder of the civil rights movement today. There will be tributes and reflections nationwide on this Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Teresa Hardy heads up the NAACP in DeKalb County in suburban Atlanta. We have to take out the time to mesmerize, is the word I use, on who Dr. King is and the legacy that he had for us. King Center in Atlanta will be virtual because of COVID-19. Jim Crisula, CBS News. Stock market and most banks are closed today. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. This financial update is sponsored by Indeed. The private sector is now feeling the harsh impact of the pandemic as ADP reports a drop in private payrolls for the first time since April. Companies dropped 123,000 jobs in December, while economists had predicted an increase of at least 60,000. The negative turn comes after seven consecutive months of growth. Viennetta frozen ice cream cakes will return to stores this year. The decadent dessert is made up of a frozen vanilla base intertwined among chocolate layers molded into cake form. It's one of 25 new treats announced by parent company Unilever. The United bills itself as portion for an entire family, but sharing is always optional. Are you hiring? You need Indeed. Indeed immediately delivers quality candidates from our resume database when you upgrade your job post. It's that simple. Receive a $75 sponsored job credit on your first post at indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. Tom Brady is another step closer to another Super Bowl after a battle of the aged in the NFL playoffs. In the battle of 40-something quarterbacks, Tom Brady outdueled Drew Brees as Tampa Bay beat New Orleans 30-20 to in the NFL playoffs. Just a great effort. You know, really proud of our team and everything we put in to get to this point. So it was only four teams left for one of them. The 43-year-old Brady and the Bucks now tangle with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers for the NFC title. For 42-year-old Saints quarterback Drew Brees, who threw three interceptions, it means an important decision. There have been suggestions he might retire, but he's not said anything publicly about it. Steve Kathan, CBS News. It's a wrap for Kamala Harris in the Senate today. She will resign, but she won't be entirely gone. Once Ms. Harris becomes vice president, she'll take over as Senate president and serve as a tiebreaker on 50-50 votes. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Here is some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance or if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. And it's worked beautifully for 25 years. They have more than 400,000 members now around the country. MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. And over the years, members have shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So they can help share your needs too. And best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is about 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. You're not stuck with a high-cost health plan. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. Here's the number to find out more, and there's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. Call 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. Ohio University Credit Union wants to know, what would you do with an extra $300? 100 latte stat. These reports aren't going to write themselves, you know. Ooh, a smart TV for my new man cave. Because I'm tired of my friends making fun of me for the old one I got. However you choose to spend it, OUCU is giving you up to $300 back when you refinance your car, recreational vehicle, personal, or business loan. Plus, you'll get our super low interest rates and no application fee. Just visit OUCU.org slash wintercash and apply today. OUCU is open to anyone who lives, works, worships, or attends school in Athens, Fairfield, Hawking, Meigs, Morgan, Perry, Vinton, and Washington counties. OUCU, you've heard the name, now join the movement. 
Apply now at OUCU.org slash wintercash. That's OUCU.org slash wintercash and get up to $300 back. Subject to credit approval. New loans refinanced from another institution only. Real estate loans excluded. Cashback rebate is 1.50% of loan amount up to $300 maximum. Offer expires February 28, 2021. Ohio University celebrates the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. throughout the month of January. To honor the life and legacy of him with an inclusive Ohio and Athens community tribute that highlights equality and social justice issues. We honor Dr. King for his work towards racial equality and justice for all people and for his dedication to nonviolence. On WXTQ starting around 10 o'clock, listen in for updates on the Silent March and then over on WATH starting around 11.30, listen in for the live performances and live speeches taking place at Peden Stadium. When there's something strange looking under your bed, who are you going to call? Dustbusters! Athens Dustbusters are a licensed, bonded, husband and wife team that offer up top-of-the-line janitorial services at great prices, and they serve commercial and residences across Southeast Ohio. As the seasons change, don't worry about the cleanup. Call Athens Dustbusters at 740-541-7113 for a free quote. But don't just take our word about the Athens Dustbusters. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm John. And we're Athens Dustbusters, and we will bust your dust. Hi, I'm Brent Hartman, owner of O'Neill Hartman Insurance, and I'd like to tell you why you should consider doing business with O'Neill Hartman Insurance. Reason number one, we're a third-generation family-owned business. My grandfather, Bob O'Neill, and parents, Ralph and Peggy Hartman, founded and operated O'Neill Hartman Insurance for 42 years before me. From an early age, I was taught to put your customers first and do what you tell people you're going to do. So talk to your friends and neighbors. Chances are, we have some of them insured, and they may be paying less than you. Give us a call today at 797-4685. These days, we're all doing a lot more virtually. Which is why at Ohio Health, we've expanded our virtual care options and availability to make it even easier to get safe expert care at home. That includes virtual visits with over a thousand trusted providers in every medical specialty. Learn more about our virtual health options at ohiohealth.com slash virtual health. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Now, no one there. Turned out it looked worse than it was. Most of the streets and highways have been uh, well, let's just say they're safe. Now, you don't want to go and push your speed limit or anything like that, but shouldn't be any problem if you're careful. It's a Monday. We have a free-for-all. Busy, busy. Let me do something a little bit unusual. And we're going to start the show with our turf today, okay? We're just going to get it out of the way so we can move on to other topics because there's certainly others far more important but maybe not as entertaining. So, uh, I, in fact, I'm not sure I said that right, but we'll, we'll go with it, okay? I-N-E-P-T, inept Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, your NF Tech football team in action this past weekend again against Double Dakota Tech. That's right, DDT, them boys, Coach Robinson, still working the bugs out of their program. Well, I was wondering what kind of game was it? Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, we played a fine ball game. Then the boys went out and played a real fine game on offense and a real fine game on defense. And especially, the special teams played a real fine ball game. Of course, DDT, even though they're still working the bugs out of their program, they give us a fine ball game. Coach Robinson and his boys. So what? All the fans who came out to see the game scene everything was all over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. It was a conference ball game, and I know you were looking to pick up your first conference win of the season. That's right. This is the start of our conference race, the stretch run, and uh, we are optimistic about winning and being in the struggle for the conference title this year. Were you able to even up your conference record with a win on the ball game Saturday night? 
Well, as a matter of fact, uh, we, we come out of it, uh, we now zero and six and uh, zero and two in the conference because uh, uh, we come up on the short end of a 39 and four score, but the score is not indicative of the way that we played. We played a whole lot better than what the score would indicate. And we'll be back to find out more about this ball game with Coach Turf. Right now, let's pause for this message. And uh, the Coach Turf Show brought to you as a service of Village Bakery. How about that? Coach Turf, your team dropped a 39-4 decision to double Dakota Tech on Saturday night, but on the bright side, you did score as many points in that game as you had in the previous five games. That's right. You know, we're always looking for bright spots in the ball game. We did get ourselves four points. In fact, we even had the lead in that ball game. Uh, you know, we uh, were thinking back to the game the week before to, when we went to play Seashore State at their place, and they had that tremendous home field advantage. And I was thinking, well, boy, how it'd be real nice if we had us a home field advantage like they did. So we put our thinking caps on our coaching staffs and us. We took it upon ourselves to find a way to give us an advantage. And we come up with one. We decided what we was going to do, seeing as how they, BDT was trying to work the bugs out of their program. We, we decided we was going to coat the football with a special treatment that was going to help us out. So we sprayed the football before the ball game started, and when we kicked off, and they received the football and had the ball for the first play, they went to uh, hike the ball to their quarterback, Spider Stevens. He couldn't hold on to the football. He, there was something about that football, what we put on it, that he couldn't hang on to it. He was bombing around back into their end zone, and they fell on it. But boy, how did we had ourselves a safety. And you led two to nothing at that point. And not only that, we got the lead. That's the first time we've been ahead all year, and, and, and we, we kept it going because next time they had the football, same thing. They didn't get used to it, and, and, and we had ourselves another safety. It was four and zip, and I looked up on the scoreboard. It was four and zip, and we wasn't the zip. We was the four. Well, Coach, what would you say was the turning point in the game? Well, as long as they had the football, we was doing fine. So the uh, turning point of the ball game was when we got the football. Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. (laughs) (laughs) That was a turning point of the game when they got to football. (laughs) <laughs> well, we, we needed to get that out of the way because there's so many serious things and so many yes. really cool things yeah. today. And good morning. Good morning. Uh, let's uh, do the COVID um, update first, get that out of the way. Um, let's see here. Today's Monday, right? Yeah. Um, as of yesterday, I see one figure I didn't update, but you said the number was 436,000. Yes. Okay. The amount of uh, so that's, that's, vaccinations in Ohio. Yeah. Okay. So here in Athens County, uh, as of yesterday, we have had a total of 3,636 cases of COVID. Fourteen of those numbers were new yesterday. Currently, we have 572 active cases, of which 139 are in the hospital, 433 recovering at home. There are 3,055 who have fully recovered. Uh, According to my records, 1,826 vaccinations have been administered here in this county. And, of course, this hasn't changed for quite some time, but we've had nine deaths. Now, in the state of Ohio, um, as of yesterday, the, uh, the number had come up to 826,754 cases. So that's 5,200 new cases yesterday. The day before it was 7,000. The day before that, 7.1 thousand. The day before that, 7.6 thousand. Let's keep this up. 
or down. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> active cases out of 826,000, there are 148,490. 6,355, 6,355 are in ICU conditions. 36,834 are in other hospital conditions. Less serious, you might say. And the good news, of course, 95,101 of the active cases are recovering at home. So, out of the 826,000, almost 827, 678,264 people are now recovered. They've been through it. My figure says 321.5, but the day before I had 414, so I know I messed up this figure. What we're talking about are the vaccinations, and Scott told me we have had 436,000 vaccinations as of yesterday. Deaths, as of yesterday, 10,200 on the nose. We have some other topics to discuss, so the U.S. figures and the world figures um, I'm going to set aside, and if time permits, we'll come back to them. Today is National Winnie the Pig, I'm sorry, Winnie the Pooh Day. It's National uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It's National Peking Duck Day. National Thesaurus Day and National Michigan Day. Um, again, I don't think I'm going to do too many birthdays because there's something else I want to pay attention to. Well, I guess there's a couple we ought to do. A. A. Milne. M-I-L-N-E, born on this date in 1882, died in 1956. A.A. Uh, a. Milne was an author. A writer. Alan Alexander Milne, English author best known for his books about Winnie the Pooh. There you go. I on this National Winnie the Pooh Day. That I knew it was familiar to me. I couldn't figure out why. Another person of pretty much the same era was uh, Daniel Williams, born on this date in 1858, died in 1931. Daniel Williams. Daniel Williams. Boy, there is a lot of them. One says he's an actor, was an actor. How about 1858 birth? Let's see. Let's try that one. Well, uh, yeah, this is this is um, interesting here. Okay. Doctor Daniel Hale Williams. Uh, let's see, first African American cardiologist who performed the first successful open-heart surgery. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that is kind of neat. Okay, Kevin Costner, the actor. Today is his 66th birthday. And there is a, 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 um, an act that I loved all my life and still do. Laurel and Stan. Need I say anything more? Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy. You bet. Yep. 
And I note here that Oliver Hardy died on, um, I'm sorry, this would have been his birthday. Born in 1892, died in 1957. Two famous deaths to uh, mention. John Tyler, born in 1790, died in 1862 on this date. U.S. President. Tippy Canoe and Tyler, too. He was the 10th president of the United States. And perhaps one of the least known. <laughs> Could very well be. Because I didn't even make that connection a moment ago until you said it. I'm embarrassed. The other one is Rudyard Kipling. Born in 1865. Died on this date in 1936. Rudyard Kipling. Of course, you know he was an English journalist, short story writer, poet, novelist, on lots of things there. There you go. Too, so one of his uh, works include, includes the Jungle Book. Well, we're Martin Luther King Jr., Alive today, he would be 92 years of age. He was born January 15th, 1929. And um, his birth name was Michael. Michael King. Well, serving on Martin Luther Day King, Martin Luther King Day, 2021, <clears throat> that is to say today, may look and feel different this year, but a number of organizations are offering ways to virtually volunteer and celebrate Dr. King's legacy from home in other ways as well. We here today, uh, Connor Mills from our staff, is uh, working in conjunction with the university to the, all the events they have planned. And some of them will in involve socially distanced events. Others will be events you may want to hear, and we're going to try to air them here on the station throughout the day. Caught between colliding pressures of a pandemic, political unrest, and outcries for social justice, this Martin Luther King Day of Service is unlike any other. But despite the limitations of the season, this federal holiday doesn't have to be any less impactful. Now more than ever, MLK Day of Service is enabling everybody, uh, I misread that, is enabling everyday people to roll up their sleeves and help their communities, even while stuck at home. Martin Luther King Jr.'s emphasis on nonviolence and service to his beloved community garnered the civil rights leader worldwide recognition and in 1964, at only 35 years of age, King became the youngest person to win, win the Nobel Peace Prize. So just to rattle off some ideas. Building and sending care packages. Without the hassle of finding parking or forgetting your Facebook, I'm sorry, your face mask at home. One way to spread goodwill on Martin Luther King Day is by making at-home care packages for those in need of cheer. Operation Gratitude is offering a number of virtual ways to spread joy to frontline workers and military members. 
With convenience in mind, this organization has set up an Amazon wish list through the Amazon Smile program. After purchase, items like socks, sunscreen, beef jerky are all shipped to Operation Gratitude. From there, care packages are assembled and sent to those on the front lines. It's just an example. Here's another. Teaching and learning opportunities. This year's Day of Service provides a timely opportunity to learn about existing public health disparities made worse for communities of color by COVID-19. In honor of Dr. King's commitment to public health access, Global Citizen 365, that organization is hosting a national conversation on justice and the COVID-19 health crisis. The online event will take place via Zoom at 3 p.m. Eastern Time today. To teach the next generation of change agents, the organization is hosting a virtual read-aloud recording. Global Citizen 365 is seeking volunteers willing to film an animated selfie video. Those interested are asked to record themselves reading a uh, what children's book allowed, a ch I'm sorry, a children's book about the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., civil rights or civic engagement. Once submitted, the nonprofit will post the videos online and share them with families. Finally, and not finally, but just the last one I would bring up is helping to sustain life. At a time when so many people are in pain, um, you can sustain life. Uh, to learn where to donate blood, enter your zip code into a search tool set up by the American Red Cross. According to its website, the American Red Cross has a special need for donations from fully recovered coronavirus survivors. Those who have had, uh, those who have, I'm missing my, there we go. Those who have fully recovered from the virus are urged to consider donating convalescent plasma. The convalescent plasma of fully recovered coronavirus survivors may contain antibodies helpful to critically ill COVID patients. Yet another way to help sustain life on MLK Day is by volunteering to become a bone marrow donor with Be The Match. Be The Match is the name of the program. Bone marrow donations can save the lives of individuals battling blood cancers like leukemia and lymphoma, as well as disorders like sickle cell disease. Be the Match has an important plea for donations from colors of community. <laughs> I revert, inverse those words. From communities of color especially black and African-American individuals. Of the organization's more than 22 million member registry, only 4% identify as black or African-American. And the last way that I'll bring up is called giving companionship. As the pandemic forced people to prioritize physical health over mental wellness, many elderly citizens have suffered in silence. Programs like the Self-Helps Virtual Senior Center program are seeking volunteers eager to share meaningful moments and smiles with seniors. 
At-home volunteers are needed to facilitate hour-long virtual classes for their senior students based on interests, hobbies, and expertise. The classes are diverse, covering topics like cooking, birding, seated exercise, art and music history, just to mention a few. Self-help says it operates the oldest and largest program providing comprehensive services to Holocaust survivors in North America. It provides a special platform to accommodate the unique needs of these users as well. So, with all of that, today we celebrate the birthday of Martin Luther King Jr. as millions of Americans honor his legacy today with the National Day of Service. We here take a moment to reflect on Dr. King's life and message in his own words. As we did last year on the eve of the historic presidential inauguration, Let's see here. So now we revisit King's celebrated I Have a Dream speech. This speech was delivered on August 28, 1963. You've seen the photographs on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. And with the camera poised behind the speaker facing out through the mall. As far as you could see, a dense crowd. He said, Five score years ago, a great American, in whose symbolic shadow we stand today, signed the Emancipation Proclamation. This momentous decree came as a great beacon of light, of hope, to millions of Negro slaves who had been seared in the flames of withering injustice. It came as a joyous daybreak to end the long night of their captivity. But 100 years later, the Negro still is not free. One hundred years later, the life of the Negro is still rapidly, I'm sorry, is still sadly crippled by the man manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination. One hundred years later, the Negro lives on a lonely island of poverty in the midst of a vast ocean of material prosperity. One hundred years later. One hundred years later, the Negro is still languished in the corners of American society and finds himself in exile in his own land. And so we've come here today to dramatize a shameful condition. In a sense, we've come to our nation's capital to cash a check. <coughs> when the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words excuse me, of our Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. They were signing a promissory note to which every American was to, hail, to, to fall heir. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. Instead of honoring the sacred obligation, America has given the Negro people a bad check, a check which has come back marked insufficient funds. But we refuse to believe that the bank of justice is bankrupt. We refuse to believe that there are insufficient funds in the great vaults of opportunity 
of this nation. And so we've come to cash this check. A check that will give us upon demand the riches of freedom and the security of justice. We have also come to this, this hallowed spot to remind America of the fierce urgency of now. This is no time to engage the luxury of cooling off or to take the tranquilizing drug of gradualism. Now is the time to make real the promises of democracy. Now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time. Now is the time to lift our nation from the quick sands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. Now is the time to make justice a reality for all God's children. It would be fatal for the nation to overlook the urgency of the moment. This swelling summer of the Negro's legitimate discontent will not pass until there is an invigorating autumn of freedom and equality. 1963 is not an end, but a beginning. Those who hope that the Negro needed to blow off steam and will now be content to have a rude awakening if the nation returns to business as usual. There will be neither rest nor tranquility in America until the Negro is granted his citizenship rights. The whirlwinds of revolt will continue to shake the foundations of our nation until the bright day of justice emerges. But there is something I must say to my people who stand on the warm threshold which leads into the palace of justice in the process of gaining our rightful place. We must not be guilty of wrongful deeds. Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. We must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must not allow our creative protest to degenerate into physical violence. Again and again, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. The marvelous new militancy which has engulfed the Negro community must not lead us to distrust, to a distrust of all white people. For many of our white brothers, as evidenced by their presence here today, have come to realize their destiny is tied up with our destiny. And they have come to realize that their freedom is inextricably bound to our freedom. We cannot walk alone. And as we walk, we must make the pledge that we shall always march ahead. We cannot turn back. There are those who are asking the devotees of civil rights, when will you be satisfied? We can never be satisfied as long as the Negro is the victim of the unspeakable horrors of police brutality. We can never be satisfied as long as our bodies, heavy with the fatigue of travel, cannot gain lodging in the motels of the highways and the hotels of the cities. We cannot be satisfied as long as the Negro's basic mobility is from a smaller ghetto to a larger one. 
We can never be satisfied as long as our children are stripped of their selfhood and robbed of their dignity by signs stating, for whites only. We cannot be satisfied as long as the Negro in Mississippi cannot vote and a Negro in New York believes he has nothing for which to vote. No, no. <clears throat> we are not satisfied. And we will not be satisfied until justice rolls down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. I am not mindful that some of you have come here out of great trials and tribulations. Some of you have come fresh from narrow jail cells. Some of you have come from areas where you quest, your quest for freedom left you battered by the storms of persecution and staggered by the winds of police brutality. You have been the veterans of creative suffering. Continue to work with the faith that unearned suffering is redemptive. Go back to Mississippi. Go back to Alabama. Go back to South Carolina. Go back to Georgia. Go back to Louisiana. Go back to the slums and ghettos of our northern cities, knowing that somehow this situation can and will be changed. Let us not wallow in the valley of despair, I say to you today, my friends. So, even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at a table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day, even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama, with its vicious racists, with its governor tap, having his lips dripping from, with the words of interposition and nullification. One day, right down in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and little white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain. And the crooked places will be made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all fresh shall, I'm sorry, all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope. This is the faith that I go back to the south with. With this faith, we will be able to hew out the mountain of despair of the stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. 
This will be the day when all of God's children will be able to sing with new meaning, My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land where the pilgrims pride, from every mountainside let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. So let the freedom ring from the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire. Let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and molehill of Mississippi. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And when this happens, and when we allow freedom ring, when we will let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands in singing the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank Godie. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. That famous speech. You're going to hear all or portions of that several times today. Do you know that's the first time I've read it to myself? <clears throat> well, I should say last night. I've heard it. But to read it and then think about reading it aloud this morning on the program here. It um, it affected me in a different way than I have experienced before. One of my good friends in elementary school was a fellow by the name of John Beatty. Remember, I went to Worthington Public Schools, part of Columbus, nice part. Um, I had another friend whose name I'm having a little trouble recalling. But I've recently become, through classmates and Facebook and that sort of thing, reacquainted with some of my longtime friends from elementary, junior high, high school, that sort of thing. <clears throat> And it's been interesting to see how their lives have progressed. And things that may have helped, uh, prevented them from progressing as much as they could have or would have. In some cases, because of their skin color. In some cases, because of their religion. I don't get that. And it bothers me.
I have been. I dated a black girl. I just tell you that years ago. She was wonderful. In in her career, she has achieved a great deal of respect and accomplishment. We remain in contact. But I was criticized. at the time for dating her. People suggested that we were doing things we shouldn't have been doing and we weren't. Um, It's really, had I been dating a white girl, would they have said the same things? I don't think so. People are wonderful. I hate being alone. By the way, my three-month loan period comes to an end tonight. And I'm pleased to welcome Pat back to town. Hallelujah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She arrives on American Airlines tonight in Columbus. Cool. I've had that dating experience, too, and I didn't really care what anybody else thought. Well, it's just the mere fact that they think it. Yeah. That's wrong. The one girl, she was a, uh, she's a former Miss USA, Marjorie Vincent. She was Miss USA in 1991, I think it was. Wait a minute. Wonderful, wonderful woman. Wait a minute. How'd you do that? Well, she was working in Columbus at the time, I think at WBNS. I'm teasing you. You understand. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I was... Hey, you know, I'm not just another pretty face. Okay. <laughs> I say that in teasing well, of folks. Course, so I've, I've mentioned Lori Lee Schaefer, who was <laughs> a student down here and became Miss America. And she was a very close friend of mine. And her closest friend was another gal that I dated. Anyway. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those, it, to me, just a natural evolvement. And I'll tell you one thing. When I worked in Ohio athletics, we were a family. We were a team. I mean, there was none of this one side or the other thing like that. And uh, you know, we we probably could have been a very excellent role model for how to do that. And you know what? On a day-to-day I think basis. Um, I think athletic programs, for the most part. Have been way ahead of this. Absolutely. Nationwide. Yeah, you don't even think about things like that. You you work together. Yeah. You know, you're a team. You're after the same goal. And, you know, you, you uh, lift up and encourage each other and work together that way. And it was, it was wonderful. Well, throughout the day, folks, um, the Martin Luther King Day Committee, Uh, has engaged the station to do a number of things. And um, uh, I assume somewhere there's a list that uh, I've been very busy this weekend and other members of the staff have been working on this. But let's uh, cross-promote all of these we can. Yeah, we'll do. So some some are on AM, some are FM, and so on and so forth. Yes. All right. Well, let's see here. We have about four minutes remaining. By the way, uh, if you hadn't heard the Bobcats, speaking of Ohio Athletics. Please do. uh, Were beaten by Kent State Saturday in the Convocation Center by 10 points. And uh, the women lost a thriller. Though you lady Bobcats. Lost a thriller in overtime to a Ball State. I think it was uh, by three points, 88 to 85, I believe. So uh, tough losses for both the Lady Bobcats and the uh, men's basketball Bobcats. Ohio State men's basketball picked up a big win Saturday at number 14, Illinois. 
And uh, they held a big lead and held on to win at the end of the game uh, there, too. So Ohio State men's basketball starting to play a little bit better now. Uh, the NFL playoffs happened over the weekend, and uh, those will continue next weekend with the AFC and NFC championships. Browns are done. The Browns, yeah. They it's, um, should have won that one. Yeah. Let that one get away. Um. Yeah. I, I almost hesitate to bring this topic in because it's so much different than what we were talking about most of the hour. But just a bit of trivia or information. Pandemic, right? COVID. What do you think it's done to liquor sales? <laughs> Push them way up. Yeah, well... Um, it's true. State liquor agencies sold 16 and three quarter million gallons of high proof liquor last year. That's an increase of 9.8% from the, uh, from 2019. It's up 14% then in this year. And they're anticipating a 14.65% gain in this coming year, or the, the year of 2021. Wow. The COVID. And uh, for the most part, this is all um, being consumed privately in their homes. So... Um, it's kind of a sad story. Yeah. But, uh, folks, be responsible. Know that this is coming to an end. And so on and so forth. Weather-wise, let's see here. I know I have it somewhere. Today, they say uh, we're not going to climb much over 33 degrees. Uh, tonight, 28, so we could have some slick spots. I'm sure the county and state will be out with their trucks putting salt on certain important areas. Yeah, they were this morning. Uh, but, but you know, again, uh, they'll be doing it. Uh, tomorrow, partly sunny, a high near 39, so that'll help out a great deal. Um, the winds today, 8 to 5, I'm sorry, 5 to 8 miles an hour. Tomorrow, just slightly less, 5 to 7. Looking ahead all week, no no major warmth. Uh, Thursday, the highest, 44. So, um, looks like it's going to be below freezing just barely each night this week. And um, so there you go. Have a wonderful day out there, folks. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WBTH Evans. transfer of power. We wanted President-elect Biden to take the oath on the West Front. shoulder-to-shoulder crowd, there will only be about 200 socially distanced people seated on the lawn below. The National Mall will be blocked off to the public, replaced by a sea of American flags. About 25,000 National Guard members will keep watch over a lockdown Washington, D.C. As for what the next president will have to say Wednesday, White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. His top aide says the incoming president has been working on his inaugural address since the transition began. Chief of Staff Ron Klain says Mr. Biden's speech will be a call to unity with a message of moving this country forward and getting things done. The new president is expected to sign a number of executive orders on his first day, re-entering the U.S. in the Paris Climate Accord, extending the current pause on student loan payments, and reversing the Trump travel restrictions that critics have derided 
as a Muslim ban. It was almost a year ago we first heard about a deadly virus sweeping through parts of China. COVID has since devastated the United States. Health experts believe the death toll here will reach 500,000 by mid-February, and the vaccination process is still spotty. But CBS News medical contributor Dr. David Agus is hopeful. So if we get these four vaccines onto the market, remember that the second two, J&J &J and AstraZeneca, there's no 15 to 30 minute waiting time. It's not frozen. Very 